are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also, get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. But on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're going to start handing out some season awards for the 2021 Mariners, beginning with the team's Rookie of the Year and surprise player of the year. But first, we're going to start with our postseason predictions for Major League Baseball. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. Tonight, the playoffs are getting underway. And uh, unfortunately, the Mariners are not a part of it, but it's lining up to be a pretty fun postseason nonetheless. And we're going to make our predictions now, starting with the wild card games. First one starts tonight, the American League wild card game. Yankees at Red Sox. Colby, who you got in this one? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Yankees. Um, it's uh, you know it's a rivalry game, so it should be pretty fun. But the the Red Sox are going to be without uh, JD Martinez. He is out for this game. Um, you know Nathan Ivaldi is is having a great year, so it'll certainly be a mm-hmm. should be a, a low. Low scoring game, but you never really know. The game's at Yankee Stadium. It's not exactly conducive it's at, to it's low at Fenway, sc- actually. Oh, is that Fenway? Yeah, it's at Fenway, I believe. Uh that's uh that was a surprise to me too. I thought the uh Yankees had the uh I guess yeah, Boston won Yankees the season at- series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Yankees at Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Boston won the season series, so uh mm-hmm. okay, well, the point still stands. It's not exactly a you know a a low scoring environment uh, there at Fenway either, but um, yeah, I'm still going to take the Yankees. I, I think the loss of JD Martinez is going to hurt. Um, I just, I, I think the Yankees are a little bit better. Now the Yankees did lose DJ LeMahieu, So neither team is exactly a hundred percent. I just feel like the, the, the JD Martinez injury is a bigger one to deal with. It's a pretty good pitching matchup, yeah. but uh, I, I would expect a, a kind of a back and forth game. And it's probably going to be mm-hmm. five or six hours long because that's what the Red Sox and Yankees do. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Yankees uh, on this one as well. Uh, especially, you know, they just swept the Red Sox down in Fenway not even two weeks ago. Um, pretty decisively, they got Garrett Cole on the bump. I know he's been struggling a little bit lately, at least in terms of you know or relative to uh, Garrett Cole's standards. But yeah. All right, so we got the uh, Dodgers against the Red Hot Cardinals, who none of us thought would be here, but they are here. And the Dodgers, who almost won 100 games this year, uh, are somehow the wild card with that talented roster. And uh, that's thanks to the uh, to the Giants' incredible run. Uh, who, who do you have in this one? It's uh, Adam Wainwright versus Max Scherzer. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers still. Um, yeah. They're just significantly more talented um Mm -hmm. you know aside from the 17 game winning streak the cardinals have been mostly mediocre at best now wainwright's had a great year um i expect this to be another really good game 
uh, but it's it's the Dodgers are just more talented now. In a, in a one game situation, talent kind of goes out the window. Uh, but yeah. in the playoffs, I'm usually going to pick the more talented roster to to win. Um, so yeah, anything can happen. It's, again, it's a one it's a one game situation, but anything can happen. But uh, I don't know if I'm the National League, I'm rooting very hard for the Cardinals because I do not want to give the Dodgers, you know two losses in the division series uh, to try and mm-hmm. I don't want to give them two free losses basically that they can garner. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take them again. Dodgers without Max Muncy. That does hurt, but the lineup is just so deep and the bullpen is deep and the, everything about that team is just built to win in October. So I'm going to take mm-hmm. the Dodgers, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals pull an upset here, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of wanted to pick the, uh, you know, the team of destiny, if you will, uh, with the Cardinals here, uh, with how hot they've been. And, uh, you know, they're kind of uh, embodying chaos ball a little bit here uh, towards the end of the stretch. But, uh, yeah, you got to go with the Dodgers. Uh, it's just, they're they're so good. So uh, you, and, you and I are both on the same page here. So our AL and NLDS series are the same. It's uh, White Sox, Astros, Rays, Yankees, Brewers, Braves, Giants, Dodgers. Um, who are you going with in uh, these four series? Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Astros um, over mm-hmm. the White Sox. Uh, okay. Not something I want to do, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like the uh, the Astros are the better team. Uh, it's it's close. I would expect this to be a, you know, if not a five game series, it's going to be a, a very you know low run differential type of series. I don't see any team just dominating the other one. Um, I just like the the depth of the Houston lineup a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Chicago probably has the edge pitching wise, but you know Lance McCullers, mm-hmm. Zach Greinke is pretty good, and then you have you know Garcia Arquiti. and Valdez. Your key yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like Houston's just a little bit better. Um, I would expect this to be a, a like I said, a tight series. Uh, I'd be a little bit surprised if it didn't go to five games, but uh, I'm going to take the Astros to win this one, uh, three games to two. By the way, apparently the Astros are running Granky out of the bullpen in the postseason. Uh, not mm-hmm. going to be starting him, so that's interesting. Well, he, I know that he, he uh, he's been the last month. He's been so. hurt, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so, so you're going. Um, I'm going to go with the White Sox here because I, I, I think that they have enough firepower on, uh, on, on offense, and, and you know, you got Giolito, you got uh, Lance Lynn. Hard to argue against that. Uh, Carlos Rodon mm-hmm. as well. That rotation is nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, Houston's rotation is uh, really strong as well, and uh, the bullpen. Uh, is is really nice but yeah i'm gonna go white Sox here um so Rays yankees i'm gonna go with Rays here uh in a close series i think this one's gonna go to five uh give me the Rays in four okay uh, i just I like that. think i just think they're better just flat out they're yeah. a better team uh mm-hmm. and they're a team that's you know going to use their bullpen very effectively and efficiently they're a team that really doesn't have any holes in their lineup um, you know, it's not, it's not as top heavy or it's not as like formidable as the Astros, but one through nine, there's really no easy outs in there. Um, yeah. you know, and, and the same could be said for the Yankees, but there are some guys who are susceptible mm-hmm. 
well, quite frankly, being bad, like Joey Gallo and, and Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the race here. I, I think their pitching is just too much to handle. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they're, they're just better, more talented and honestly smarter, uh, than the Yankees. So I'm going to take the race here in four. Okay. Uh, Brewers Braves. This one's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. some pretty good pitching in this one. Um, I'm going to go Brewers though. Uh, they've been, a they, they've been a force and, and honestly the Braves mostly benefited from a bad division this year. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to take the Brewers too. Um, yeah, that pitching is just, it's insane. It's yeah. And the Brewers might not even, I mean, the Brewers haven't even really had their, the best Kristen Yelich this year at all. So if he can get hot for two or three weeks here, he, could carry them to the to the World Series. That's how good that pitching staff is. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, then this is the big one here. Uh, they're finally going to have to decide who who sits atop this uh, the NL West here. Even though obviously the Giants won the division in the regular season, but Giants Dodgers uh, two heavyweights here. This this honestly might be the World Series itself right here. Um, who do you have in this one? This one's gonna be tough yeah i'm still gonna take the dodgers um all right all right interesting yeah no it's just it's one of those things that that look like it's i keep waiting for the giants to collapse because you look at that roster it's it's really not a hundred win roster 100 whatever however many wins they ended up with it's really not but at the end of the day, the record speaks for itself, and they're clearly a very good team. But I just like the Dodgers roster more, and I feel like the Dodgers are uh, better set up in the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, I, I just feel like they're the best team in baseball, roster in baseball. So I'm going to take them, you know, in a best of seven. I think this series probably goes six or seven games. I bet it's back and forth. But I just feel like the Dodgers are just honestly significantly more talented than the than the Giants. But uh, you know, we have 162 games of data that says they're about equal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers didn't have Max Scherzer and Trey Turner the entire year either. So uh, sure. we'll see. But uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Dodgers here. Uh, I just I just honestly, I think their roster is is better by a decent margin. I'm going to go to the Giants. Why not? Why not? Uh, you know, Cause why they're not are the you with? Well, they're not. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But uh, they this year they they just they keep on winning. They keep on finding ways to win, and and it's hard to argue against that, especially when the postseason. This is a this is a team with a lot of veterans that have that have been to this point. That that and obviously the Dodgers are the defending champs. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a slugfest. I, I think this is gonna come down right to the wire, uh, all the way down to uh, to game five. Um, so yeah, all right. So AL NLCS, you have Houston and Tampa Bay. Uh, I have Chicago and Tampa Bay, and then uh, we have uh, San Francisco versus Milwaukee, and you have um, LA versus Milwaukee. Who are you taking in these series? Uh, I'm going with the uh, the rematch of the shortened 2020 World Series. I'm going to take the Rays and the Dodgers. Um, nice. Yeah, you know, it's 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 something I called at the beginning of the 2020 season. I figure I'd just stick with it now here at the end of the 2021 season. Um, yeah, I just I just feel like these are the two best teams in baseball. 
Um, I feel like they have the best rosters uh, that are built to perform very well in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just feel like, you know, we're going to get two really good LCSs. uh, But ultimately, I'm going to I'm going to take the talent to win out a little bit here. And maybe part of this is because I really don't want the Astros to go to the World Series. But um, yeah, I I just I feel like it's the two best teams are are the Rays and the Dodgers. So that's the World Series I hope we get. But uh, it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see how it actually plays out. I'm going to go with the pitching here. I'm going to go White Sox and Brewers in these two series uh, for the World Series. And, uh, I mean, the, the, these two staffs are, are just incredible uh, and insanely talented, as you said, uh, in, in reference to the Brewers. And, and the, uh, the White Sox are just downright filthy in the rotation as well. So uh, I, I think that's going to carry them, um, carry both of these teams to, uh, to the World Series. Ty hates Nelson Cruz confirmed. I'm sorry, Nelly. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the White Sox here to win the World Series, though. Interesting. It pains me to say it because I don't like Tony Larusso at all. I know a lot of people don't either, uh, so I'm not really saying anything groundbreaking there. But uh, yeah, uh, that team is really talented, and uh, I also love watching Tim Anderson play. So I would love to see him get a World Series. What about you? I like watching Tim Anderson play as well, but I like watching Nelson Cruz hit more. And so the Tampa Bay Rays, <laughs> led by World Series MVP Nelson Cruz, oh, are going nice. to beat the Dodgers in seven games. Uh, walk-off home run from Nelly uh, in Game 7 to give Tampa Bay its first World Series and probably their last before they head to Montreal in that weird thing they're going to do next year. Yeah, that's really strange. Um, yeah, give me the Rays. Yeah. All right. I like it. So we're both going AL here. I'm going White Sox. You're going Rays. Should be a really fun postseason. We're looking forward to watching it. We'll probably talk about it some here on Locked On Mariners. We're going to get into our season awards for the 2021 Mariners, starting with the Rookie of the Year in just a moment. But real quick, I want to remind you, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Colby, let's get into these season awards here. Going to say goodbye to the 2021 Mariners this week. Hand out our some hardware, some virtual hardware, some non-existent fictional hardware to uh, some of our... Uh, some of our p- favorite players, some of our favorite moments of the year. We're going to start with rookie of the year, however. And this really 
excuse me, this uh, comes down to a couple of guys, really, Logan Gilbert and Jared Kelnick. I don't know if you want to throw anyone else in there. Uh, but who are you going with here for uh, the Mariners Rookie of the Year this year? Uh, Logan Gilbert. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's really all that close. Uh, certainly, Kelnick closed the gap with his uh, great September. But, um, you know, Gilbert did go through his own struggles as well. Uh, but just, you know, from start to finish, they both made their debut on the same day. And then just, you know, Gilbert was able to stay up the entire year. Kelnick had to go back down. Uh, yeah, Kelnick's struggles were just longer and more pronounced than, than Gilbert's. And, and Gilbert was was pretty darn good. And and both guys flashed their upside and it's tremendous. But uh, I feel mm-hmm. like I'll, I'm going to give it to the guy who was consistent, uh, you know, and, and also finished with a very strong September as well. So I'm going to go with Logan mm-hmm. Gilbert. Um, I really don't think it's it's all that close, to be quite honest. Yeah, you you make a great argument there that um, you know I I think the one thing that Kelnick has working for him is that September, but then you look at what Logan Gilbert did. He pitched fantastic in a couple of really big games for this team in September as well. So uh, yeah, I have to give the advantage here to Logan Gilbert. Um, love what Kelnick was able to do in the month of September. It was great. You got to feel absolutely fantastic about that heading into 2022. Uh, but Gilbert, to be able to go over 100 innings this year and do what he did and to be able to pitch the way that he did in some really big moments for this team and to overcome some of those struggles that he had, especially you know when he got sh- absolutely shelled uh, by the Blue Jays, I thought that was possibly the end of it for him. Uh, but he was able to bounce back just like this team did for most of the year, being able to bounce back when it just seemed like everything was finally coming to a halt. And uh, it seemed like with Gilbert, uh, it was all you know starting to fall apart for him. Wasn't really able to find his secondaries, was really relying on that fastball. But he figured out how to make it work, you know, even though that it's it's not really um, a great strategy for success. He was able to make that that work for him and be able to adjust and and, and pivot into uh, and figure out, you know, a way to just kind of live at this uh, at this level with what he had and his capabilities and hopefully you know during the offseason he goes back to the drawing bar uh, drawing board figures out how to how to work those secondaries in better more efficiently and um and we see a more refined logan gilbert next year but he uh had a very good first step uh this year uh so before we uh hop into our next segment colby any any other thoughts here on the rookie of the year, I no, it's it's you know it's a pretty standard two man race here. Um, mm-hmm. You know Taylor Trammell certainly had his moments, uh, mm-hmm. but you know again it just really struggled uh, and never quite had the breakout that Kelnick did. Uh, so yeah, it, it it pretty much it's Logan Gilbert and everybody else. But uh, future is still bright for for both these guys, and and uh, it's it's there was certainly a lot that happened that you have to like if you're a Mariner fan. So uh, you should be excited for both of these guys. But uh, Gilbert was just just better this year than, than Kelnick. And, and honestly, that's that's not that big of a – that shouldn't be that big of a shock to anybody. What, no love for Matt Brash? I mean, the guy did have a zero ERA at the major league level. Uh, <laughs> technically, he didn't have an ERA because you have to – Oh, yeah, that's right. have an ERA. So That's true. Yeah, er, well, <laughs> so yeah the details yeah yeah that was uh that was weird and we talked about that yesterday uh, it was weird that they called him up and uh, he didn't get any action Andres Munoz got more action than uh, Matt Brash which uh you asked me 
or you told me that like a week ago. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I wouldn't believe you. Uh, it was weird. Uh, but we're going to talk about our surprise player of the year in just a moment. But want to remind you real quick, this episode of Locked on Mariners is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 for that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts you're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much again for making us your first listen of the day every day we are available and free on all platforms let's wrap up this show by looking at our surprise player of the year and there's probably going to be quite a few options to pick from here um who do you have colby um surprise Uh, you know it's i'm assuming we're looking for good surprises right yeah 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 not let's let's um, be optimistic here um, yeah, we're going to be hashtag positive on the show today. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably has to be someone in the bullpen. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it seems like it's either Seawald or Steckenrider, and it's probably Seawald because Steckenrider at least had some level of success. But um, yeah, I, I didn't really think that Steckenrider had much of a shot of making the team out of spring training, and he was, you know, arguably their best reliever. I mean, Sadler, eh, maybe, but uh, Casey Sadler also a potential option for that so yeah it's probably one of those bullpen guys uh but that's not really all that much fun so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with chris flexen um he was a a solid you know number three number four mostly number four but there were times where he looked like a number three um it'll be interesting to see how the league kind of attacks him next year uh now that the cat's out of the bag there and, and his stuff is pretty well defined uh but yeah, he turned out to be a fantastic bargain uh, for Jerry Depoto. He missed; he didn't miss a single start. He gave the team 175 innings, I think, uh, which is mm-hmm. well within the top 10 of the American League, and they were 175 above average innings uh, for the most part. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Flexen, but really it's it's Flexen, it's Seawall, it's Steckenrider, Sadler. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, and I'm sure you're going to come up with a completely different name than the ones that I just listed. Uh, well, you could mention Luis Torrens, who, after getting sent down to AAA, came up and uh, was, you know, one of your five best hitters, six best hitters. Probably says more about your lineup than uh, Luis Torrens, but hey, he, the fact that he came up and was useful <laughs> and provided some, some of unexpected us power. Was, some of us knew he could hit and hit for mm. power. So, I mean, maybe you didn't, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it coming. Yes. Not, not. <laughs> Of course you did. Um, just to be different here, I'm going to go with Paul Seawald. Uh, even though I do agree with you, Flexen had a bigger impact on this team naturally because he's going to pitch w- many more innings than, than Paul Seawald is. But the fact that Paul Seawald just literally came out of nowhere and became not just one of your best relievers 
one of the best relievers in baseball this year. I mean, you look at his uh, percentile rankings, you have the 97% whiff percentage, uh, 99th percentile in K percentage. Let me look here at his K per nine. It was 14.47 this year. And obviously he wore down a little bit as the year went along, gave up some home runs, all that. The slider was not as great towards the end of the year. But uh, the fact that you got this guy for nothing and he has turned into one of the more valuable relievers in the entire game uh, this year. And, you know, we'll see how next year goes. You can never know with with relievers. But uh, the fact that he put up these numbers and you look at his baseball savant page and it's all just a ton of red for the most part, um, you know, aside from, uh, you know, barrel percentage, <laughs> he found quite a few barrels this year. But uh, he was really, really solid for this team and uh, spearheaded a, a unit that pretty much was the driving force of, of this team's run. This was the the bullpen was the reason that these that this team was in so many close games and, and had a chance to win a lot of those close games. And, um, you know, big reason why they ended up winning 90 games this year. Uh, and Paul Seawalt's right at the at the front of that. Casey Sadler as well. Drew second rider. Uh, those guys were awesome. And uh, Seawald, you know, uh, you could make the argument for Sadler. Of course, you could make the argument for Steckenrider. But I, w- I would say that Seawald was probably the better of those guys. But it's close. It's close. Um, but I, 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 I really like Paul Seawald this year and uh, looking forward to, to seeing what happens with him this year, whether they take advantage of his trade value potentially or uh, or if he's going to be a part of this this bullpen moving forward. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch. And he's also just good duped. In general, it seems, at least. I mean, I've never met him, but from everything I've heard and seen, he seems like a good guy. So always uh, always like that. Uh, any other uh, any other guys you want to talk about here? You know, maybe show some love to Casey Sadler or something? Sadler uh, was was very good. He, he ended up with like a 0.670 ERA, so really close uh, to being nice. But uh, it, uh, <laughs> it was, I think, the lowest in the American League, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he was fantastic, particularly down the stretch, um, and really kind of stepped into overdrive after they traded uh, JT Charquois, who mm-hmm. uh, you know people didn't really like that, although they didn't care all that much. But whatever, he basically took Charquois's role and was better at it than, than JT was. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, Abraham Toro in August was was a bit of a re- yeah. revelation because I think. You know, at the time when the trade was made, you and I looked at his overall numbers and we were like, eh. and then obviously you dig a little deeper and you say, oh, well, he's on the, he's on the upswing. And then you saw him in August really carry the offense for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, September didn't go the way he wanted to. Otherwise, uh, he would definitely be up there with with Flexen and the bullpen guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, other than that, I, I feel like everybody was about what you would expect, give or take. I. If you want to throw Mitch Haniger in there for not having to go on the IL uh, sure. once, and I believe he only missed six or seven games. Like I think he played 150 plus games, so uh, that was certainly a pleasant surprise, and, and he was pretty solid all year. Um, but yeah, other than that, I feel like that's that's you know that's pretty much everybody else was about as expected or or worse mm. than expected, and and we're we're staying positive today, so we'll uh, yeah. we'll avoid those other those other guys, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's about it. And and yeah, by the way, Mitch Haniger played 157 games this year, tied a career high after being out of baseball for wow. basically uh, uh, about he missed about 
Oh, a year and a half. I don't know. Yeah, about uh, 500 days or so. Um, so yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, awesome year for Mitch uh, and an especially incredible end to the season for him as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E. G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day. Every day we'll be back tomorrow with more season awards and look at Scott Service's chances of winning manager of the year. But now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues present and past. It's free and available on all platforms. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow.